Welcome to What If. I'm your host, Kareem Sekni, and today we're here with Ali Bangura, who has a background in business and politics, works in finance, and is the founder of the leading African diaspora network for students and young professionals in Germany. Ali, thanks for being with us. Thank you for having me, Karen. Absolutely. How are you doing? How's everything going? I'm doing well. What about you? Also very well. Can't wait for Christmas. So excited to spend a few days and not do anything. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, how, you, or how and where you grew up and mm -hmm. how you come to actually founding Adan. Okay, um, yeah, I was born in West Africa, Sierra Leone in 1987. And not too long after I was born, I found myself on a plane to Germany with my parents basically, because they emigrated from Sierra Leone to Germany. So, um, yeah, this is where I, I grew up. I went to kindergarten, um, primary school, um, did my A-levels and everything. So this is kind of my background, speak so to say, um, a person who was born in Sierra Leone but grew up in Germany and doesn't actually look German, <laughs> but is very German. I kind of, I see it sometimes. And uh, yes, this is... When do you see it that you're so German? Yes, yeah, just sometimes when you travel to other countries and then, then you, you encounter yourself in situations where the, the, the German uh, um, um, aspect is, or German um, way of doing things uh, is, 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 diff is, not, is missing. And then you kind of uh, feel how you... you you wonder if it would be different if it was in Germany or would be more effective. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I see. Um, uh, and when did you start to work on bringing like the African German community together? Yes, this was basically during my studies um, where I um, was always the only black person or black German person, right? And, and, and in the office building, or um, yeah, what uh, conferences I went to. Um, so I kind of wondered, aren't there any others? And um, I knew there were some from my friends. And then I thought, isn't it important or wouldn't it be great if you could come together and um, provide this platform for also others to come together and interact with each other. Okay. So this was basically the push as in I was only always the only one, but I knew there are others, and we needed a platform to come together and think about things um, or strategies how we could bring more together. Okay, and when you grew up, like was the small village or where was it? Um, yes, I grew up in a small, rather small town called Weiterstadt. Um, I went uh, to a school where out of a thousand pupils, I was the only black person or the black boy, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, yes, it was very um, secluded. I, I um, and and yeah, it it, it did had had a, have an impact on me. Um, I thank God I did not um, experienced any bad bad racial um, um, yeah racist experience, but um, still in in different ways I did encounter. Or it did felt that I looked different in uh, towards the others. Did it make you feel lonely at, at times? Well, um, as I was, a, I'm generally a very communicative person. I had a lot of friends, and I was very likable. So in that aspect, I did not feel lonely. But in some things, I did feel lonely. In, in things like um, 
understanding cultural aspects which I knew from home and I knew that my German friends would not understand. Like an example would be like, hey, this weekend you have to leave your bedroom because uh, you have an uncle over who's going to sleep there. And um, if I told my friends, oh yeah, I, my uncle is here with us and he's staying um, for a long time and uh, I can't really tell you why, but he's here and I can't stay in my bedroom. They would not understand. So okay, where yeah. did you sleep then? Oh yeah, at my sister's bedroom, okay. for All example. Right. Okay. So um, yeah, these are like the little things. Okay. Um, I think those are like some common stories. A lot of migrants, probably exactly, exactly, <laughs> of people exactly. with um, that background have right exactly. Uh, and um, how did it make you feel when you built Adam, like the uh, the uh, African diaspora network? Here. Did it make you different that you feel like so many other people are looking like me? It empowered me. It empowered me a lot to have so many um, talented people with the same background and often the same experiences as I made um, in one room or as a community together to interact with each other and to say, okay, you know this and that and you know what it did to me or what it uh, does to you. And um, this common ground we had did make me felt really empowered and, and I knew I was not alone. Oh, wow. And yes. when was it when you had the first meeting? In 2014, in March 2014, um, not too far from here. Um, we had our first meeting. Before that, I basically was thinking about this and then I um, looked up my, like, through my thought about my friends I know are, African heritage, going to university and are kind of driven and ambitious. So I sent an email to all of these people and there were 10 at that time. And I think five came to this meeting, plus some other people I told about it along the way. So we were, I think, 10 people in the room and this is where it all started in March 2014. Wow. What was like the common thing? Was it like the skin color or was it like really African descent? It was, I think, the African background and what you encounter as growing up as an African child in Germany. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, second generation diaspora. Okay. So I think that was this one common thing we all had. Although some were from East Africa, some from West or from South, but we were all, in Germany, we were all seen as Africans. So this okay. was the common thing, yeah. I see. And uh, what was like the first things you guys did, like sharing stories, or what was it like for you? I think what's interesting was, okay, what is the common thing we have? And this was us being academics, so basically students. So this, why, this is also how it ended in the name, as in Afro-German Academics Network. Mm. But it's not only limited to academics, this was just the common denominator in the room at that point. Like that, yeah. And um, what kind of stroke me was this urge for us to, to shed positive light on black people, on to, to show a differentiated picture of black people, not only from the entertainment industry, which was very, is very wide, but also from the professional industry of saying there are black doctors, there are black lawyers, they are black bankers. So this was uh, one common thing we had. Okay. Why do you think that the perception of certain groups of people are like that? Um, I think all of us, like we encounter the same thing, the same things. And why the others have these perceptions, it's based on, yeah, on, 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 on the, the, the portrayal of, of 
people of African descent, yeah, how they're being portrayed and also how the continent of Africa is being portrayed. So this is kind of inherently linked to the way a black person or a person of African descent is being seen in Germany. So this is why all these perceptions exist. Okay, so the image is kind of important. It's not only a superficial thing, you would say, right? Exactly. Okay. Can you give an example of another country with a, let's say, different image that you would think would be interesting to test out on? Yeah. Here? Um, one, one interesting thing is uh, the U United States of America, for example. Right. They managed to build up this super positive image of this country where um, you can achieve everything you want to achieve. Um, the American dream, you can be successful if you work hard enough. Besides this, they have a lot of imageries like the Coca-Cola story, the Coca-Cola Christmas truck and things around, all around the emotions. So they managed to, to be very successful in portraying that. And this is also very interesting because growing up, it was very interesting to see that as a black American, you would be more respected in Germany as when you said you're African. Because, and this is based only on perception, because being a black American, that means you're cool. I think Trevor Noah also spoke about it. And I think every person of African descent will tell you this, that um, a black American is cool. The way they talk, the way they, they, they walk, um, what, when they do things. And whereas uh, being African is, was at that time not so cool. Okay. So this is how the image plays a role into the way, um, yeah, like the United, the, how, how the United States did it very well in portraying this positive image. Okay. And did you have like black American friends back then? Yes, I did have black American friends and it was interesting because their way they were approached was completely different. The way they encountered many things was kind of different because first of all, they spoke English. And then if you had this American accent, um, you were like seen as something or someone who's really cool. <laughs> um, so this led also to a lot of uh, African friends I had back then trying to be American. Like I had friends that um, were pretending to be American. They dressed American. They spoke American. Mm -hmm. So this is um, yeah something which was really based on upon this imagery of Americans. Wow. That's interesting. Did you also have that time where you tried to look American then? Yeah, obviously we were very much influenced by American. We listened to American music, we dressed American, um, and we, we, yeah, we kind of wanted to be American because it was cool to be American. Okay. And um, if you also happen to be black, <laughs> um, you could all, like, the, the, the image was completed. So definitely, um, this, we had this, or I had this, like every black kid had this situation okay. in Germany, whereas they wanted to be kind of American. Okay, understood. And where there are actually role models from African German descent that you saw? <laughs> For, uh, interestingly enough, not really. Um, at the time I grew up, there were the only positive connotated role models I could remember is Mola, that Viva, oh, yeah, Mola Adebisi. Yeah, yeah. He was uh, someone who was positive, uh, yeah, like stood in a positive light as one of the only few black persons and at that, black Germans at that time, 
besides him, there were not really many from the Afro-German community. So he was an interesting love. He's the one who sticks with me till now. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's true. Also, I'm not black, I'm mm. brown, right? But uh, I also remember him as being someone different. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Another exactly. kind of foreigner, <laughs> right? With that mentality that you have. Exactly. Uh, made it somehow. Exactly. And that was a role model, I think, not only for the black German community, but also for a lot of other people Absolutely. with a different um, uh, migration background, right? Absolutely. Um, and when you started Adan, um, can you share stories how it actually changed the perception of people of African German descent? Well, um, I mean, it's it, only five it, years, right? But I mean, it, is yeah. this something that you want to... Yes, definitely. I think um, a point where it did a lot is in uh, at events, basically, because we what we do, we host events based on certain topics where we um, discuss things often in relation to the, 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 to the continent of Africa as being a business destination for German companies. Because we also believe that there is a lot of potential to, for interaction between German businesses and African businesses. So um, where we saw it is when we organized it, we organized it very on a professional level. And the feedback we always get is, wow, this is so professional. How do you manage to do this? And there was also this one gentleman who said, oh, when I got invited to this event, I don't know, I didn't know what, would, what I can expect because um, I went to another event hosted by Nigerians and everybody came an hour too late. Um, but this one is completely different. This is on another level and, and things like that. So yes, we got that, we get that a lot. Oh wow, okay. Now let's go into the what if scenario, like what if identity had nothing to do with your looks? Yes, um, I think that would create a lot of interesting situations because um, by asking me these questions, you, we, we kind of state a thesis that identity has to do with your looks because it's being yeah, oxidated on you, it's being forced upon you from the surroundings. And I think if that was not the case, um, we would have a lot of interesting scenarios where people will be more um, judged by their skills, by what they really can do and not what they look like they could do. Mm. And I think that would change a lot of things and, and, and yeah, shape a lot of narratives that are out there. Okay. Do you, what kind of narratives do you think could be happen then? Well, I think one thing could uh, basically be as in, um, I mean, they're the, 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 the stereotypes. Right. Yeah, you are black, you can do X, Y, Z. But let's say um, we would not look at your skin color as an indicator of what you can do, more as in the way you talk, the way you carry yourself or your first feedback, let's say we were blind or something and would only like um, listen to um, interact with what we would listen and, and yeah and understand. Um, I think that could be a scenario where we would um, then more look into, okay, what skills does this person have? Is this person intelligent because he speaks very clearly because of the things he's saying, very punctuated and not as in this person 
must be um, I don't know very loud or must like this or must be doing this very well because of his, his outer appearance okay so it would be pretty much without all the stereotypes exactly so the stereotypes they bring a certain weight to yourself right on your daily ba daily life actually right absolutely because the stereotypes basically yeah I mean I think Adam is kind of a example of what the stereotypes do with people Because this is a bunch of people that try to um, that were stereotyped their whole life, and are now trying to um, show and not to to show okay that we cannot be stereotyped. We are different, right? Not in an, a negative way or in any like yeah I don't know in any special way, but just in that you cannot put us into this box. We can do this and this and this. It's a whole variety of us. And that we want to show a differentiated picture, not from the stare. So this is what it does to people, and that's why it's it's uh, it's it's such a um, yeah an interesting aspect of to say okay, how would it look like if we didn't have this this um, identity based upon your outer appearance? Right. I mean, Adam wouldn't exist then. So basically, to... yes, kind of. Um, this is a hard thesis, and it hurts my heart. <laughs> But yeah, basically, maybe Adan. I wouldn't have to. We wouldn't need networks like Adan. Yeah. Networks that try to show a differentiated picture of people of African descent, a differentiated picture right. of Africa. But maybe then you would come together for the things you're more interested in, right? Exactly. Would be like just an academics network or a ping pong network, whatever is. Exactly. Your maybe, passion, right? Exactly. Maybe we could focus more on, on what we are really like yeah. or what we really like doing yeah instead of focusing on getting that weight away right exactly of, of getting the story out there that we cannot be or we shouldn't be stereotyped because mm. we are different we, we because we have different interests which also um, be the same as you have although you wouldn't think that we have the same interests so right yeah. when was like the first time you remember that you felt being different or like you saw a stereotype being forced on you mm, well honestly speaking i cannot remember the first first time it was but i i it has been a part of me my whole life so from the very beginning basically because i think one thing we have in or i can i can say for myself i experienced this that i was reminded that i'm different all the time like constantly i am reminded that I'm different because of the the way people um, approach me and the way people encounter me. And I think it's, I would also pose the, the thesis that it's a German thing to say, oh, uh, you, uh, you must speak another language. Oh, your name sounds different. Uh, where's your family from? You mustn't be from here. Maybe you can't speak proper German. And may, may be at the doctor, where the doctor, I spoke to the doctor in clean German, and I was younger at that time, and then the doctor asked, oh, do your parents speak German? And then I said, why shouldn't they speak German, right? Or um, just basically, when I'm going through somewhere, and, 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 or in the office, when a, a co-worker says to me, oh, Ali, you must like rap music, don't you? And I'm thinking, okay, I do like rap music, by the way, but <laughs> it's not like the stereotype. Why do I have to like rap music? Because right. I'm black, right? So these are the little things. And so, how did that being different make you feel? 
Yeah, people I mean, mention it. I mean, I I think it depends on the way you you um, you deal with it, because you can deal with it in a like in a way whereas you kind of really show the person that you were hurt in by saying okay why 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 do you say this i'm not like this or you can deal with it in a more positive way in order to 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 um yeah to to make the other person more knowledgeable in explaining this okay only because xyz it doesn't mean that it's abc it could be different and and so this is this is um, this is the way I choose to to deal with it in a more positive way, in in sh sharing knowledge because often people just don't know it's 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 uh, yeah it's uh, ignorance right but not in a bad way it's just things you don't know you you can't deal with you don't know right can you turn that more into a strength with being different exactly so this is I believe something that uh, resonates well with being different because if because you are different and you're always forced to show someone um, that you're not different or you're you are the way you are it makes you it, it changes you it, it makes it easier for you to to deal with with stressful situations it makes it easier for you to deal with with um, um, stereotypes and with stereotypes and and with with um, yeah with um, when a person is not being friendly to you right so it does make something with you and that's why i think it's it you can turn it into a strength so it probably also changed for you over time right that you turn it more into a strength over time now absolutely i mean it's just situations where i say okay because i'm different i'm gonna deliver right because it's this situation where you go to a conference or where you hold a talk and then you'll walk into the room being the only black person. Everyone will look at you. Oh, what is this person doing here? There's no one other, no other person looking like him. And then you get the chance to tell your story. And then you tell them that I, uh, I am, I am different. Not, I'm not. It's not about saying I'm different. It's more about right. I am who I am. This is my story, and I'm well prepared. I know the topic. I know what I'm talking about, and I know what I'm telling you. So this is how you basically, yeah, turn the stereotype to a advantage, and then you see how the people sit there and stare at you with their mouth open because they're really puzzled. Okay, understood. It's interesting. I was yesterday at a classic concert in a um, smaller town, not as big as Frankfurt, but smaller, and um, I also felt being different there. But I'm not sure because of my skin color or something or was it because i was young because most people were 80 plus so it's sometimes it's even a different thing that can be make you feel different right absolutely and then you have to okay why are you here you're young yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it can be also positive right um and if you look now into to the way that you change that into something positive um do you think that is something to focus on more or is for you important to change the perception of society i think it's both because on the one hand i personally choose chose to to make it a strength of mine because that's what you can control right? what i can control what's in my control and that is inherently linked to the way society sees it because if i um choose to to focus on the strength to work on the strength to become the best version i can be then um, 
uh, automatically society will also start to say, okay, look at this person, he looks like this or whatever and whatever um, perceptions I have, but he's not in the, the way I expected. And this can, I believe, only empower people that um, stereotype me, but also people that look like me and are on this, on this path of finding yourself, right? Mm. This can empower them. Okay, understood. Okay, so it's a mix of both. Exactly. So you have to do that to exactly. get there, right? You have to, do, you have to work on yourself. You have to be the best version you can be because people are watching you and not only not to make the people happy mm -hmm. that doesn't matter but to make yourself happy to to not be limited by things and right. and, and then show that you can be the best version you can be because this also has a effect on other people that's why at adan um uh, one of our um, events is called adan inspires mm -hmm. and the whole idea behind it is people from our network speak about their career path to um, young um, people of African descent from the age of 13 to 20, which often encounter the same things and will tell them, okay, you don't have to be shy away because you look like this or people tell you this. Just be the best version you can be, understand yourself, understand what you want to be and work on becoming it without looking on uh, at what the others tell you. That's amazing. Um, to come back to the what if question, like what if identity had nothing to do with your looks? Um, can you go a little bit more into that scenario, how it would change society for the better or even for the worse? I think um, it would change society in terms of um, the way people, um, yeah, the way people deal, deal with things because we would be more pragmatic, I think, as a society and we would um, more... I think would be we would be more successful in every way we can be because it would not be about the feelings I have it would be about the 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 the, um, the, the data or the proof I have right and this would make it more effective it would it would so this is the one thing but on the other thing also it's it's kind of the question if we would be dehumanizing to not look at um i uh, at identity or or at um the outer appearance isn't it aren't we as human being conditioned to be like that because the first thing what we see is through the eye and right. we don't see into the person right so it's, that's yeah. that's a very good question i had a really interesting talk a few weeks ago with a friend who is a startup founder in cologne uh, in the gaming industry mm. and the gaming industry is like growing crazy and there's so many people playing online without seeing each other they don't know how people look like they have avatars in the online games right mm. and he built a platform where it's kind of a tinder uh, not for relationship but just for bringing people together who want to play games together mm. And he said there's so many people who found each other through the game, through the avatar that they've created, and they don't know how the people really look like, but they're much more focused on the characteristics. Mm -hmm. And certain people might have never come together if it wouldn't be for the game. Mm -hmm. So even after he said, like, after two years, I've uh, heard certain things about a certain person, uh, which then didn't matter for me, but maybe if I didn't... Uh, um, if I knew that person, I might have never got in touch with them. So yes, it can yes, be also it's, that and way. it's it's just it's just what I'm saying. Like 
we would more focus on 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 what matters, right? On on how we can how can we find that common denominator which which um, connects us, that common connection, right? And then work on that, focus on that instead of on 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 subjective things like how the other person looks or what background he has and what that might bring with it. So um, I think it would be, um, yeah, it would make um, the world a lot, a lot of things more easier and more effective. What do you think would be then the first identity people could associate with if it wouldn't be for the looks and for nationality, for example? Yeah, it would, um, with skills, basically, with what skills do you have? But um, yeah, that, that would be the first. Um, yeah. Skills and probably passions and hobbies, Passion, right? Exactly. Skills, passions and, and capabilities of, yeah. of persons. So. Imagine you're like at a border somewhere and on your passport doesn't say a nationality, but exactly. like ping pong player. Exactly. <laughs> or Metallica fan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, bro, you're Metallica exactly. fan, me too. Yeah. Or, or violin yeah. player or whatever. So. That'd be pretty dope, actually. Exactly, and and so you would, you would not, then you would not look at the person and say, okay, he looks like this, so he will want to do this and that. You'd say, okay, he's a violin player. He want to do maybe he just wants to come and play violin. So it wouldn't be even more positive, mm. like generally more positive. Right. Wouldn't we approach human beings more positive in a more positive way? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. We definitely would do that. I mean, I'm always looking from both sides. Like if you look at the, let's say, some of the most successful founders in the tech industry, for example, even, right? If you would look into their childhood, they had really bad childhoods where they mm. didn't feel being part of something. Mm. And that gave them a lot of drive. Yeah. Do you think that drive could disappear if you don't have that feeling alone and not being part of something? It's interesting. Yes, right? it's an interesting question, and I want to be the devil's advocate and answer yes. I think I I believe maybe the way things are force us as human beings to become the best versions we want to be, and and to 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 promote change, and 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 this is and I think the founders like the tech founders and you just mentioned. Um, and these, this is a good exper um, um, example. example for what it makes out of a human being, right? Right. Being constantly... A musician or actors. I think you can go look into all exactly. top areas, right? Exactly. And Where people gets, have become world class. Exactly. It gets the best out of you. And yeah, that's just the way it is. Interesting. But maybe if identity had nothing to do with the looks, then people would look at other things and make you feel, oh, you don't have that skill, you're not so good in writing or in, in uh, thinking or something. And then you still would have that feeling of, oh, you need to do more, right? Yeah, and I think it's, it's, it's maybe it's also... A, but in a more fair way. Exactly. Because for how you look, you cannot... Exactly. You Just, can't do anything. And that's it. The things you can control and the things you cannot control. Right. And you cannot control how you look. Yeah. but you can control how good you are at something. Exactly. And and I think this is exactly the point I was saying. Is we would all be more effective because people would say, okay, I need to work on this and this skill. Right. And you would not start with, oh, you know what? I look like this. I will never be this or I will never achieve this and that. Yeah, but also, oh, I look like that, so I have to do more. Exactly. But it would be more like, I'm not good in writing, I have to do more. Exactly. So I have yeah. to focus on, on how to get my skills up in, in different areas. Yeah. Do you think like something like racism, if you would, 
I mean, there will be another term for it in the future, will always exist. Because if people, if, if we all would look the same, I think people still want to to be superior, a certain mm -hmm. group. Yeah. So there would be always that kind of, hey, you're different. Yes. Don't you think so? Um, yes, I think it's part of the human being and a lot of tests and movies have shown it that if you put a bunch of people in a room on the same terms, someone will emerge as being the leader or whatever and try to oppress the other person. And, it's, and it's, I think it's all based on what we as a society add value to. And if we add value to, let's simple example, ping pong, and um, so everybody who ever plays good ping pong would be, um, um, I don't know, would be seen as someone who's really good or someone special. So it's all depending on what we add value to as a society. But what if we would add value to being nice and not uh, to those people who don't separate? I think that would um, make us uh, make uh, uh, the world much, be more, much better. Yeah. Because then we would all be focused on treating ourselves good. Yeah. Um, but then again, I think the human being is prone to kind of um, be competitive. But why do you think that's the case? I think it's getting really philosophical here, but that kind <laughs> that's of... That's where I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> kind of dates back to the human being is as in looking the way the evolution, right? We, we came from... Uh, I don't know, from being, um, from being, living outside to, and, 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 and um, developed ourselves to, to, to what we are now. Uh, and, and I think it's always this drive of securing the, 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 the our least, um, 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 yeah, um, um, our least things we need, right? The basis we need. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it will always be like that. Fantastic. Um, I would love to see a passport where it says ping pong player, by the way. Yes. So it would be interesting even for the other network if you could do something fun like that. Yeah, maybe. Just to discuss identity and just give it something. Exactly, just to add another connotation to identity. Yeah. And what I think also has to play with identity is, is knowledge, knowing things, knowing different people. And, and that's where I believe tech or this whole fourth industrial revolution is amazing because it makes us it gives us access to knowledge so someone who would not know a lot can easily jump on the internet and find out whatever they want to find out and then we wouldn't be so prone to to do base our judgings upon stereotypes right so so i think this is that's why we're actually on a good path right mm -hmm. because we're going towards this area where it's not a lot about your looks. It's a globalized world. We are global citizens. Um, and it's more about the person behind the, the, the outer appearance. Right. So that's why we're actually living in a good time and, and in a time where it's, it's, it's going, everything is going towards a more positive way. And for, so what do we have to do as a society and every individual within a society to, to support that past where identity has nothing to do with your looks, but more what you're really good at. I think what you're doing right now is one thing, sharing. Sharing is caring because we, um, we should share our experiences and we have the platforms, right? We, have the, the, we, have, we can interact with each other 
And because sharing and, and making someone more knowledgeable of a certain topic is taking away the, 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 the ignorance, if you want to call it that way, from someone and making him more open. And that's why we all should be more sharing and telling everybody about um, the things, the experiences we make. Right. And I think that would definitely be something um, which can give a change to this identity topic. Okay, understood. And I think it's interesting that you also mentioned this one of our new narratives. I think um, there's more new narratives being born through platforms even like Vice or Netflix, where you see like totally different characters playing a exactly. major role, right? The exactly. movies like from Indian descent, African descent, and so on. Um, and also, if you look into French comedies, yes. there's a lot of narrative being totally changed. Exactly. I mean, I like that movie, um, Monsieur, Monsieur Claude. Monsieur Claude, right? Where they and they, I love the way <laughs> right. I love the way they play with these narratives or with the stereotypes. But at the end of the day, everyone in the movie understands. Okay, these are his 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 his, his sons-in-law. Right. And he loves them, right? And, and he does everything for them to, to, to be part of the family. And they are part of the family, although they have all these different backgrounds. Right. But I think in, in the first moment, the identity is okay. They look different. Exactly. But then the identity grows. Exactly. And it goes beyond the looks and body into, okay, wow, they are nice. They are super smart. Exactly. So identity gets, gets a new clothing right exactly like identity goes shopping kind of exactly i don't know if you watched the second part <laughs> i did but um you see how it, it were it the second part is all about their skills right mm. because basically in the first part he was more about their looks right the second part is more about their skills where he says okay how can i make these people stay here right don't right. move away with my daughter <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i can yeah. give this guy a loan so he can start his business because right. he's passionate about business The other one is an actor. I can find him somewhere to act, right? Um, I can give him a role. And the other one is a lawyer and he wants to work on this uh, topic. Mm -hmm. So you see how identity plays and the other one is wants to be a banker. So right. he can run his, his own bank and stuff like that. So That's true. That's true. And they're also working on the third one now. Okay, interesting. That might be even on the nephews then. Yeah, yeah you, you never see, know. Like, little... <laughs> It absolutely changed what they're looking at, right? Exactly. Focus on. Exactly. And maybe what's also interesting, we can take it more with humor, the exactly. differences we have, because this is what the movie also shows very well, sure. just to laugh about it, laugh it off. Like, okay, mm -hmm. you were like this and that, uh, so you, I don't know, you like money or whatever, but they w wouldn't take it personal. It's more about this old stereotype. So hopefully one day we can all sit and laugh at the stereotypes, which were basically things that are kind of given to us by society but doesn't matter no more we, we as i said we don't add value to them anymore right. we add value to the relevant right. things i mean everything you need to put in context right i mean exactly there are more stars in the universe than sand grains on planet earth wow if you think about that <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. i mean it's all a game that we have humans created exactly. i mean borders doesn't really exist i mean exactly. they were created through wars and stuff right i mean exactly we should really challenge the status quo more often i believe exactly. especially in the future so that's why we can also learn to not add a lot of value to how a person looks exactly and i think, I that's... think we're going we're getting there And to coming to our last question that we always ask our 10% and 10 times more question. Um, for anyone who wants to support that, that identity is not based on looks um, and become more open-minded and stuff, 
what does someone have to do to support it 10% more, like on a daily basis, and someone who wants to do it 10 times more to change the narratives? That's an interesting question. Um, I think um, in order to change it 10% more is to always question yourself. Like if you see someone, what pops into your mind? Is it, is it right? Do I think, oh, he must be very fast because <laughs> he's black, I don't know. <laughs> or he's a terrorist because his beard is long, I don't know. Question yourself on a daily basis, right? So this is, the, 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 this is one thing, what you can do on a personal level, the 10%. But on a multiple level, like uh, ten times or, or more. ten times more, is to basically support it in your daily doing, right? If you're, a, I don't know, if you work in HR, um, forget about the, the the background of a person. Mm. Don't look at the photos. Don't of the look names. at the photos of the name. And if you, if you, um, that's interesting. Exactly. And if you can, if you don't work in HR, or just try to explore more, go into different cultures interact with different people, try to understand their culture, understand the things they do. And the more knowledgeable it gets, you get by doing this, by really actively looking for interaction with different cultures, the more your perceptions will change because you become more knowledgeable and then you can say, okay, I know they always talk very loud because it's a cultural thing that it may has to do with their, I don't know, their environment where they're from. So yeah. And these are the things where you can do it a hundred times more. Awesome. Ali, thank you so much for being with us. Karen, thank you for having huge me. Huge pleasure. It was a great discussion. Hope you enjoyed it as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much. And then I wish you uh, happy holidays and a fantastic 2020. Thank you very much. Same to you. And uh, yeah, kudos and continue the great work of making the world more knowledgeable. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Okay.